0: Hey you guys, it's Vadi Patel. I'm so glad to be back. This episode is one that I have been looking forward to for so long. It's gonna be on the male perspective on feminism, and along with that, we're gonna change it up a bit and make it into a discussion-like podcast. So I hope you guys like it. It's gonna be a little longer than um usual, but I hope you guys it's I hope it's worth your time and you guys love every single bit of it because it's totally worth it. I hope you guys learn something along with it. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much again. Um, But we'll just get started. So, if you'll just uh, introduce yourselves by saying your first and not last name, please. That'll be perfect.
1: My my name is Shukfe.
2: My name is Sammy Sharif. My name is Priyansh Parikh.
0: Okay, and then do you guys want to explain like where you grew up, like what y'all are doing, school, stuff like that?
1: Sure. So um, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, but I actually spent my whole life growing up in Lubbock, Texas. Um, and so I went to Lubbock High School with Videhi and Sammy. It was, a, it was a good time. And uh, now I'm in college. I'm a freshman um, at Harvard.
2: Um, so I was born in Lubbock and I also grew up in Lubbock with Fawaz, And I went to high school at Lubbock High School at, with Videhi and Fouaz. And I'm currently a senior there right now.
3: Um, I was born and brought up in Dubai um, Lily and I are family friends and, um, I study architecture at the University of Melbourne.
0: Thank you. Okay, so now we have a couple of questions from, um, individuals who have, like, asked personally to you guys. So our first one is from Candace Christoph, and she's asking, what do you do about when you hear the word feminist? Like, what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, so I think that's actually a really good question because, um, before, before I actually knew what feminism was, like many years ago. Um, again, this is this just speaks to the power of media uh, and the power of social media as well. When when you heard feminism, it was sort of like uh, this, you know. You, you thought it was something that was just super extreme, something that was incredibly radical, you know. Um, but but in reality, like it, it very quickly became apparent to me that when, when I actually looked into the definition of feminism, the goals of feminism, and whatnot, that. Um, in reality every everyone should be a feminist right it's not It's not pushing for anything radical it's only pushing for um, what what all of humanity should claims to be pushing for, which is like the equality between people, like equality of opportunity, um, you know not to discriminate against people because of because of the way they are or, or whatnot and so so you know when I had that revelation at a really young age, maybe um, like 10 or eleven years old, um, then then yeah, this idea of feminism to me it just became like it went from being something that i had heard people be like oh like he he's a feminist she's a feminist as a sort of like a derogatory term to being like oh i mean in reality that's kind of a compliment because you should be a feminist as well um uh, and so yeah
2: um so i as of many people and just as for a while, just had a very similar experience at a engage um <laughs> Uh, I, and I, and I, and this also can go to kind of say, like, kind of the environment I grew up in. I mean, I, I live in Lubbock, Texas, right, so it's in West Texas, so it's kind of a rather a more conservative area, and, you know, and, and, and it's, anytime I did hear about, like, what a feminist was, uh, the, there was, like, kind of, like, this connotation of the word that kind of was just, like, exactly radical, uh, crazy, and, and almost, like, not of sound mind right it was almost like this word that was supposed to connote that like this individual who is a feminist is like crazy right like it's not even just radical it's like it's like crazy um and i think that was like that was extremely like kind of influential to me because the thing is is like i hadn't i had no idea what it was i was a young child but soon enough as i actually did kind of discover what it meant, what it is i I was you know like emboldened by it I loved it, right I mean like it's like everybody should be a feminist, um, and I think like now the way that feminism has kind of like spurred into action throughout like social justice and especially in the United States, I think is amazing, and I think everybody, of course, should be a feminist, however, I think feminism has kind of evolved in a good way in like not the sense that everybody just strives just for an, uh, inequality. it's almost that it's kind of like become an anti-sexist movement, right? And I think it antagonizes, it antagonizes like this, this like horrible idea of sexism, right? And it's the same thing with like, how racism has kind of like evolved in our country, especially in the last year. I think it's like, it has become a point to where not everybody believes that everyone should just be like racially equal. Everybody's become anti-racist. People have become anti-sexist because of these kind of attitudes and these kind of, behaviors should not be tolerated should not be allowed and they should be like deemed as the antagonist not feminism you know and and that's how i kind of like been able to grow up and kind of seen this progression of how i viewed it because when i was a young child i was like oh feminism crazy like this is like we antagonize feminism because it's just this radical crazy idea and now I'm going and I've grown up and I've learned so much about it and it's spurred into like, you know, how are everyone views it in, social, in terms of social justice? And now it's like feminism is something that we should appreciate and that we should value. And it's anti-sexism that we should antagonize. And I think a lot of people who have not indulged themselves with this kind of knowledge or with this kind of like behavior kind of lack to understand that. And so I, I would say to me, feminism, of course it's just yes equality for all all genders everyone women and men however i think it is more importantly this attitude of anti sexism and this attitude that like these kind of these kind of beliefs not not only should they not be tolerated that they should they, sh- they should like be taught how like they should be taught how negative they are and the consequences that reap from them so that that's what feminism is to me so. <laughs>
3: Um, Yeah, so I've also had a bit of a journey with that word, Um, I guess I discovered it pretty early um, on in like high school and I claimed to be one Um, and pretty quickly I started getting made fun of by um, my male peers uh, who'd bring bring it up constantly in conversations and you know even if it wasn't called for uh, as a way to kind of you know attack Uh, and so yeah I started like falling out of it, I was just like, maybe this isn't the right thing. Like, I was made to believe that this is extreme and this is every, like, this is not good for me. Um, and so, I guess that I'm kind of glad that happened because that led me to do even more research. And that made me realize that this isn't just about a few women getting paid enough, but it's so much more than that. It's, it's, it's even about men. It's about, kids it's about it's about everything that exists on the planet i guess um in a not so cheesy way but it is basically like for i said that it's what we as humankind have been striving for uh towards for a very long time and this is like you know like as as a guy who uh calls himself uh, i guess it is a lot better now but there is there is the word simp that gets thrown around a lot Which again takes that power away from men trying to do good within their within their own communities. So um, yeah, I guess the word should be glorified and it should be celebrated, and people should be comfortable with calling themselves that. Um, Yeah.
0: Wait, this question kind of plays along with the idea that you just guys had now, but Galen Yoshinobu is asking. Why is feminism important to you guys, like the male like agenda as a whole?
1: Yeah, so actually, when I discovered what feminism really was, um, you know, I think, I think most people who have misconceptions about feminism, when they actually discover what it really is, they'll realize that maybe their whole life they they kind of were a feminist themselves they just hated to admit it because this idea of like this trope that the the typical feminist is some radical you know this some radical woman which is completely untrue but yeah and so when i discovered what feminism was to me it became less about like it became less about men versus women and more about this is an agenda to make society a more a more fair and a more equitable place Uh, and so and so that's what feminism is to me it's 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 not it's not about like men versus women it's it's about it's about all of us because because if we live in a world where you know we're we claim not to be racist we claim not to be um we claim not to be sexist and everything but we we aren't feminists and we we still don't have any we don't have any consistency in our moral values, right? We can't we can't claim to be uh, fair in all other respects except with regard to gender, or fair in all respects except with regard to to race and whatnot. No, we have to be fair across all across all facets of identity, and I think that's what feminism is to me. It's it's like completing that step to make it to where. Um, to where a, a woman who's very you know assertive in a debate isn't looked down upon because she's acting out of the norms for uh, out of the traditional norms for a woman no it, it should be something that's like oh, she's bringing up great points and you know this other person in the debate who happens to be a man is, is being just as assertive, but he's not getting any flack for it that that's kind of that's kind of what feminism is to me It's, it's like easing that it's about it 's about fixing our perspectives and in our, our, our curing our biases. And whatnot to make it to where um, to where there's no sort of uh, barriers to any person, and especially none none to women.
2: Um, so, uh, for me, why is it important to me? So, um, I believe that kind of of course, like ever since we were younger children, um, feminism was like this kind of like Almost like the social taboo, right? And um, I think that, like, not only the idea of feminism was such a social taboo, but also kind of like acting outside the norms of your gender is also a social taboo. And I think a lot of, and I think a big part of feminism is not only just like the empowerment of women, but also trying to cure the role that men have been raised into society to believe they are. I think, um, I mean, ever since I was a young child, Right. Anytime I've kind of would like display, I don't know, like weakness, over a, like acting overly emotional, overly like as they would deem it overly emotional. I was always told like uh, kind of like these two words, man up. Um and I think a lot, what a lot of people don't consider within the realm of feminism <clears throat> is is that it's not just about empowering women, it's about kind of curing the role of men. Because I feel like this power imbalance is not so, while it is kind of encouraged by like these old traditional like ideas of what women should be, it's also, it's also suppressed by this role that men, men have been raised to be into, have grown to grow into. Men have taught to like not display emotion, men have taught that they're always supposed to be the breadwinner, they're always supposed to be strong, and they're always like this, this idea of tough, right? And so because men are grown into this idea of tough, it's almost like an excuse for women to not grow into this idea of tough, right? And I think what it does is it creates like this Im- abrasive power imbalance between men and women. And I think a big role that I have seen is like, and, and, and it's like, this is growing up. My sister has never been told man up or, you know, toughen up. It's, it's only been me and my brother who have been told that. And, and that's why I, when I, that's when I always see my sister, I always tell her, it's like, toughen up. And I'll tell my brother, toughen up. Because the thing is, is men and women should be taught the same values, right? Men and women should be t- told as growing up the society that they should be, that they are the same, that they are equal, right? And I think a big part of it is not so much that people just have these beliefs, it's that people are grown into these beliefs and like, into what the social construct of a man and a woman should be.
3: Um, building on what Sammy said, I guess growing up, I did, um, you know, kind of have tastes that were traditionally uh, feminine, you know, in the in the way I expressed myself or in in the hobbies I had, or you know, like I used to cook, I used to dance, I used to um, ice skate or whatever, like just a lot of random things that kind of culminated this image of me amongst other uh, boys that I grew up against. Uh, sorry, not against uh, that I grew up with. And yeah, that was kind of difficult. But then again, when I went to that deep dive into feminism, I learned that this is this is basically a, another way for me to be me um, and to support another great cause as well. Um, and I, I then discovered intersectionality and I realized that this is a beautiful thing because I can't just stand up for racism and not stand up for feminism. Like this is that step that I need to take to complete what I want, the world, like my view of the world. I can't just pick one and not act upon another one that kind of, you know, relates with it so closely. So yeah, for me, it was, it was just like, it was, I couldn't think of um, a reason to not, you know, become one.
0: I really liked how you guys said like curing the society role of men. Like I liked how you pinned on that, Sammy. Okay. So the next question is, is from Nolan Manns and he's asking, to what extent are male voices shadowing the importance of female perspective?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I think in any social movement, there's always, um, you know, one of the many um, faults that can occur is that one group who already has a lot of A lot of power in the matter being discussed can end up kind of like taking lead over over the movement and you know having their voices heard to a to a higher uh, extent than than other other people who are perhaps affected more than the issue being discussed um and so i do think that you know i'm I'm not sure it's gotten to that point yet to where like men men's voice men like feminist men's voices are being um you know, featured more than fe- like feminist women's voices. Um, but I do think that perhaps in the feminist movement, there definitely are instances where, um, where feminists who, who tend to look at feminism as just like a woman versus men issue rather than like, you know, an intersectional issue that perhaps they have had more airtime other you know like like have had more airtime than feminists like Kimberly crenshaw who actually like invented this or who actually coined the term intersectional feminism to say that like you know women of color are affected far more by societal issues than than um than white women and whatnot at at least in in the united states but I, i would venture to guess that that's been the case across the entire world throughout all of history um and so i do think it is important to make sure that we're we're hearing the voices of which is actually why i think this this podcast is a lovely thing is that it's called focus on the color it's trying to center the voices of people not 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 just of like traditionally white feminists who have like led the movement throughout in the United States throughout the twentieth century, right? It's it's the feminists um, who are speaking out for the women who are who are who are not just women, but who are also in another disadvantaged group, or sorry, societally disadvantaged group, whether that be um, you know through other de- demographics such as um, um, sexual orientation or race and whatnot. Um, so I do think I do think that sometimes men's um, and other, other feminist or not even feminist voices are, are focused on more than the voices that shouldn't be being focused on. And that the only way to fix that is to, to um, try to venture out and listen to other voices so that we can have, you know, the most comprehensive, the most holistic um, list of perspectives before we try to sit together as a society and map out, map out our way to a better future.
2: Um, so this is this is kind of an interesting question. Um I I definitely think that um <clears throat> it is important to understand that feminism is not only just a women's issue. I mean it's a societal issue. Um it's an issue that 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 should that should be considered on a much larger scale. Um and I think that I, I, I personally don't believe that yet men's the men um, the men's role, the men's voice hasn't so much overshadowed so much of the female perspective because I feel like the female perspective is kind of what is what empowers the movement itself. I feel like men have no place men have no place in saying uh, and and kind of sharing their their perspective on what it feels like to to be on the lower side of the power imbalance. Um, However I don't think that that is to say that the male perspective experience itself of the male perspective shouldn't be considered because i feel like for example just like this podcast the male experience and the male perspective can actually be beneficial to such a movement i feel that like having men understand the issue and having men firsthand experience the other side of the power imbalance we we have a firsthand view of what it is like to see that power imbalance I feel like that also speaks words because I feel like that, that only bolsters the movement in itself. And however, that's not to say that it is more important than the female perspective. I just think that it is, it is another puzzle piece that contributes to the whole movement as a whole. Um, however, I do think, though, so that a, a, a large role in men, a, a large role uh, men's role that we should have within the feminist movement is not only just to share our perspective, However, I think it is just a role of understanding. I think that that is kind of the largest issue with men. And I feel like that is a, a large issue that women are trying to raise raise uh, uh, raise light on, you know, shed light on. I think that it is the root of the problem. I think the root of the problem is the fact that, you know, men overshadow women in, in all forms of society. That is, that there's this power imbalance. And I think that the men that do believe that, you know, this this power imbalance exists and that there should there, there should be something that is done about it i think the the role of those men is to be understanding and however i think it is also to be empowering i think that it is not so much i feel like the, the feminist movement as a whole should not be just the uh, the movement of women i think that it should be the movement of society and and the movement of all genders and all races and that that's where the kind of intersectionality kind of comes in and that's where it's like that's where you find the beauty in it because a movement just like this should be be bolstered by all races, all genders, all groups, all peoples. And I think that that in itself is kind of what makes the feminist movement such an empowering movement and that's why it makes it such an important movement and an important idea.
3: Um, How apt that this question gets asked, to this panel because we are three boys in in this discussion and talking about feminism. Um but again I think this like this idea that you know men would overshadow or can overshadow the the movement of feminism is what kind of demotivates allyship and it kind of pushes people back into being like, okay maybe I should just take a backseat on this one and let them handle it um but i think what people don't realize is that you know their power and their support and their allyship is really important um and to be to, like obviously as a man i don't make um i'd say i don't make a lot of big bold decisions about this movement until i've actually spoken about um what i believe with a woman or with a few women and, you know, I heard their perspectives on it before I'd, you know, go out and start sharing it on my stories or, you know, writing posts about it or blogs about it, or whatever. I still feel the need of, of, of the female voice. Um, and again, like it was pointed out before, it, the, the female voice is what powers this movement. And without that, it's this is kind of, you know, it, it's baseless um and this is like Sandy pointed out it, this is a movement for everyone it isn't just for women um understandably it is the women that have started this and that are uh, the marginalized group that we are speaking of but then again the, this marginalized group is not only fighting for themselves but also a lot of other things around it and it means that this is a movement that does give power to other people as well and it should give power to other people as well. And you know, how the the like I think I think Fabaz brought it up that, you know, like white feminists were basically what, you know, what started the movement in the in the twenties or whatever. Um again, like even within feminism, it isn't just about men and women having the power, but it's what women have the power. And it's about making sure that every single person from every single group is to some extent being represented. And it is as inclusive as can be because, you know, if we are fighting for something this big, we need to make sure that we're doing it well and we're doing it right and that it is able to fix more than one problem.
0: Okay, so as a closer, we have our last question from Kinsey Hines. And she's asking Do men feel threatened by feminism? Why or why not?
1: This is a really good question. So um, there's this idea that okay so first of all i I think the the best way to answer this question is that um, feminism and pretty much any social movement ever has always been about power dynamics Um, one group of power in this case men has traditionally had more power than another group which in this case has been has been women and then that's kind of like a the simplified model but that's also like uh, that that's kind of the case that's that's the way that i that's the way that most people view um this these social dynamics and so some people claim that when feminism is all about, you know, increasing the power of women, and that since power is an unlimited resource, then in reality, like no one's being affected, no one's being affected. Only women, women's uh, place in society is being increased, um, and and you know that that's untrue. When there is, although power is not like an actual resource that you can put a number on, uh, it still is something that like if if there are two people and one has more power than the other by virtue of raising the person with less power to the same level as the other than the other person relatively has like less power now but that's the point like that shouldn't matter though um and so even though even though um feminism is technically about like fixing the power dynamics to where no matter what you are you you have an equal footing you have an equal opportunity and whatnot and w- even though that could mean that men do would technically face more competition or, or would would have um you know more people against them i still think that to be threatened by that is to is to mean that is to mean that you don't believe that the other people should be able to do the things that you're doing and that is perhaps even worse that that's you know frankly much worse than than um than the society that we have now um and so so i would say that you no know, personally no i'm not threatened i'm not threatened by feminism at all um because i i always try to acknowledge that even though you know, power dynamics will change and everything, that it's for the better. Um and that, you know, these power dynamics changing actually lead to a much better society. It's a fairer society. And like I was talking about earlier, it's a society with these morally consistent values that that these same standards and the same opportunities and whatnot should be applied to everybody. So so no, despite these these changing in power dynamics, they ultimately lead to a greater good, which is, you know, the elevation of a greater society. And to me that that's ultimately so much more valuable that I, I, I always fail to be threatened by, by feminine, by feminism. Um,
2: so to the answer to the question, do men feel threatened by feminism? Um, this is a really cool question. I think this is a super cool question because um, it is exactly what Fawaz said. It is all just about the power imbalance. And I think this, this not only applies to feminism, this applies to like racism, this applies to many other issues, um, gay rights, everything. Um, I think this is, this is a really cool issue because one of the largest underlying problems that exists that the the feminist movement strives towards is just kind of to, uh, create a remedy to this power imbalance. Um, and this power imbalance I feel is influenced and is, is grown by kind of like, like I said earlier, these ideas and these roles of men and women. Um, but I feel that a lot of men do tend to feel threatened by feminism. And this is just because a lot of them have, through the roles that they've been grown into, have acquired a lot of power. Uh, they've acquired a lot of power throughout their, their role as men. Uh, I feel like a lot of men, just even within the simple nuclear family, within the simple household, have, a, have grown into this power, and when that power is threatened, right, that, 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 is, when, that is when they grow to have issue with feminism. And I think, I think it's safe to say that it is a common pattern in history, in any form of history, that when any single individual will acquire a certain amount of power, if anything threatens to take that power, then they do feel threatened, and they do tend to antagonize that thing that is threatening their power. Um, I think this can apply to any form of individual in any government role, and and I mean, any royalty, anything. This applies through all throughout history, through every single issue, Um, and I think this even exists kind of like in the modern workplace. A lot of men have grown to kind of have uh, larger roles, right, throughout throughout businesses, throughout companies, corporations, and I feel that. Well, I'm not saying there are no women who have acquired such power, but there is a, a much significantly less amount of women who have done that. So, and that is because I feel like the climate of of kind of the, our country, the climate of how uh, of the roles. I mean, for example, women get paid three quarter uh, seventy five cents to the dollar, right? And I think all these kind of things apply. However, I think that it is it is when these ideals do threaten their power that they have acquired. I think that is when. Uh, that is when feminism is, uh, is not only become just an issue that could be considered bothersome to some but is an issue that people will go and create action against and I feel like that also applies especially to racism and uh, that's why like this black power movement that is kind of like arose in the United States, it has become so divided because so many people feel that with all with all with, with this power imbalance starting to like with with their with the strive to fix this power imbalance, people have realized that they are going to be stripped away from some of their power, and I think that is why a lot of men in feminism will antagonize this idea, and I think that is ex- a pure example of how men do feel threatened. Right? So I I would say completely yes to that question.
1: Can can I just quickly add yeah. on to that? Yeah, sorry. Sure. Um, but yeah, so, and I think that's, that was a brilliant point. We do have this instinct and it's common among all creatures. And like Sammy said, it's something that we could find all throughout history that anytime someone comes for some sort of benefit that someone has over another, that there, there's an immediate impulsive um, defense, defensive mechanism. And that's exactly what we see with, with men, whenever um, they only have this very superficial idea of what feminism is, and they're not sure They They just think it's women trying to take all these, you know, Men jobs and whatnot, and so, and so you know, whenever people have that superficial view of feminism, and they're allowing their more um, impulsive instincts, their more primal instincts about power, these they're really survival instincts, is what they are, because um, you know, power is just another way for people to survive. But in this civilized society that we live in. You know, we don't actually need to be torn down by those divisive instincts where if someone else is gaining power, we fear for like our livelihood, et cetera. Like we're we're far past that point. And so the way to the way to, you know, move past this initial impulsive recoil to um feminist efforts is to look at the greater good that they will do in a civilized society, which is the society that we live in. And then you'll see that the, the, the benefits of of a society um that that you know that feminist or that most typical traditional feminists have been advocating for, which is one with equality, all opportunity, all the things we've been talking about is far, far greater than the power imbalance we have now. And that the only reason that we continue to have this power imbalance is because we continue to allow people and or is because typically seat, people in seats of power have been very, very scared about about giving up their power. Sorry,
3: Priyamsh. That's all right. That was a pretty good point if you brought up, so... I let it pass. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, one second, just one second. All right. Sorry. So, um, men threatened by feminism. Uh, I love this question. I believe that men are threatened by feminism, but I also believe they aren't as threatened by it as much as toxic masculinity is, because. I think the idea is threatened more than more than the gender, because I've had conversations with some women who aren't who would not call themselves feminists, and to me that was really surprising. But again, they grew up in these families that have certain beliefs and that have ingrained certain beliefs into them, for them to believe that the, that feminism is what you know media uh, te- like makes it seem. So um, you know, like I feel like this this whole idea of distortion comes from from media, and we we saw like with with the whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement that you know happened this year. It was it was so amazing to see that unfold because you could see in real time all the discrepancies um, that were you know that that we've been reading in history books, for instance. And you know, like you could see, uh, all these white people saying that they don't support Black Lives Matter because of what the media has fed them so much to the point that they they feel the need to do the exact opposite of that and follow the exact opposite movements of that, even though. Sorry, was I stock? I'm sorry. Was I stuck? Did you hear no, me? No, no. oh, okay, sorry, my bad um and yeah like you you've seen you've seen you know you've seen white people on on the news saying you know uh we don't want people coming from outside and taking our jobs and what they don't what they don't seem to consider is that this person who is coming from another country has had to have so much more education to be able to step foot into the country and for them to be able to be really qualified for their job and that's that's what we're seeing with toxic masculinity and men in general because now they they know that their competition is about to increase so for things that they were they didn't have to be as qualified for uh for jobs and roles that they didn't need as much they now had to work twice as hard as a woman who probably has put in that work and wasn't given that same opportunity um so yeah i i mean yeah men are threatened by it and Mascul- the toxic masculinity has to do that. And again, it, the idea of jobs as well, what feminism does is also level the playing field for traditionally feminine jobs. And you know, it, it allows men to, to be able to take on those roles as well. Um, and it, it creates a society where everyone can just do whatever they want without being um, you know, put into certain gender roles or certain boxes.
0: It was honestly really cool hearing it from you guys because I feel like that's always a question we kind of have and I'm really glad Kinsey brought it up because it was interesting seeing the different perspectives. Thank you. Um, that's the last of the questions people have asked, but do you guys have any like things that you guys want to express or what you guys wanted to say anything like that
2: I I just want to say thank you to everybody who offered the questions. I think they were really cool and I think they were really good for the discussion.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you as well. I thought this was great.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Fawaz, Sammy, and Priyanch. That was absolutely amazing, and I absolutely loved listening to what you had to say throughout the discussion and everything after it was absolutely amazing. And I hope your listeners loved it as much as I did. I feel like this topic, something that we're always asking ourselves and questioning. And today we finally got the answers. I'm so thankful for you guys to be able to share and express that to everyone, um, listening and other others as well. Um, so once again, thank you. Um, and yeah, Thank you guys so much for listening to Focus on the Color.